Hey there, you're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so, and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Hi listeners, welcome back to Mama's Mission. Today I have the privilege of interviewing Amy Center. She is someone that I'll be completely honest with you and I was going through uh, Instagram, yeah that's my social media of choice and doing a bit of um, researching I suppose you'd like to say and what I found with Amy is she's got a whole bunch going on and I thought it would be awesome for the listeners to get some inspiration from her. So I guess instead of me telling you a whole lot about her I would love for um, Amy to share with us. So thank you so much Amy for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. You are all the way in Texas and yeah, so the time difference, it's working out pretty well, actually, with me in New Zealand. Um, all right, so can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name's Amy Center, and I'm actually a native of Virginia, outside of D.C. I grew up in the city, and then I moved here for college to Texas and met a country boy, and now we live in Texas with our two Texan children. <laughs> Um, so I'm a Christian lifestyle blogger and artist. I actually majored in elementary education and minored in art. And so before I had my kids, I was an elementary school teacher. And then I've just always been an artist and writer. Um, and since I had my son about 10 years ago, and then I have my daughter, she's seven, and I've been a stay-at-home mom ever since. And um, doing those things on the side. And just this year is the very first year that I've had both of my kids in school. And so I've been able to take my hobby for uh, further and turn it into a full-fledged business. And I um, am doing what I love, uh, providing printable resources for women to help them grow in their uh, personal and spiritual lives. And then I also have a lot of experience uh, helping our church out with a ministry called Navigating Motherhood for the past 10 years. So I've always had a heart for women uh, who are new moms and just encouraging women who are worried about, you know, um, just the milestones their kids are supposed to be at and just um, just being a support for moms who are um, awesome and doing the best they can and nobody's journey is the same. And just to encourage those moms out there that they're doing great. That is so cool. You've got heaps going on. And mm-hmm. I can I I can relate a little bit like with our daughter, she just started school and it just frees up your time a little bit, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's a strange transition, but after the COVID pandemic, I was I was a little anxious for them to get back out on their own for once. <laughs> yeah, no, I can completely understand that. Yeah. Well, you had heaps that we could have talked about, but the route that we've gone with is family goals, 
which is going to be super exciting. So are you able to unpack what they are and why we should actually have them as family? Yeah, I actually um, had a mentor when I was a brand new mom. I was so like, it was just God's perfect timing that our church started a ministry called Navigating Motherhood when my son was three months old. And I had just gone through um, postpartum depression and had all this stuff that happened within the first couple months of my son being born. And it was just such a godsend to have these mentors in my life and um, just kind of a sounding board for, am I doing this right? And uh, um, what they had, what this woman that I confided in who had started this program with had talked about, she had older kids in high school and stuff and uh, was talking about how she had a family mission statement, um, how they looked at their family as a team because they were really into sports. And so she had said they had created these family goals and turned them into a family mission statement. And they wrote them on a board in their garage. And every time they'd pull in, they'd see the family mission statement. She said it was just something they did since they were little kids. And so I thought, well, that sounds awesome. I want us to kind of be all on the same page. And um, so basically how I looked at the family goals is creating a family mission statement that's going to bring you together as a team while you're teaching your kids biblical truths. And while she had high school kids, um, and I had a toddler going through tantrums, and then later I had a, <laughs> a baby where my preschooler wasn't happy that we had a baby, and then he's going through, um, you know, those emotions and things, and and so I wanted to have something that helped me focus on being more intentional in my parenting uh, instead of us feeling like we were just in survival mode constantly. So. Um, there are three things you could do or three uh, reasons you would need family goals um, that I kind of unpack, want to unpack with you that I used. And the first one was for personal accountability, that survival mode feeling of, hey, I actually want to be a good role model for my kids. And it helps you set your priority straight. Um, the second thing is being intentional in your parenting instead of um, just like parenting in the moment thinking beginning with the end in mind, like, how do I want my children to turn out? Like when they're 18, what do I want that to look like? And you don't have to have everything nailed down, but some kind of intention of, I have the end in mind, and this is how we're going to get to it. And then bringing your family closer together to work as that team and that intentionality. And then also those are kind of my side of things. But then the other reason I have family goals is for my kids, for guidance for my children, so that they knew like, why do we have goals? Uh, what are our goals? What are the rules? Why do we need to act this way? So it just kind of opened up that conversation for your family. That is amazing. Well, first off, that you actually had a mentor. What a blessing. Yes. To have that, especially at that stage in your mamahood journey, like that must have been really, really hard with postnatal yes. depression and, yeah, God's timing, eh? That is so awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I have heard, like, I've been really inspired by mission statements and family goals, but it's one thing reading it. It's just like, I suppose, you know, you see these beautiful things on Pinterest and inspires you, but executing it or is a different thing altogether. Oh, yeah. So I would really love to hear how do you actually, or how did you implement this? How did you go about this in your family? Yeah. Okay. I've got, 
um, three areas you can focus on to create your family goals when you kind of the brainstorming stage. Mm-hmm. The first is to focus on your values. So think about like what your family values. Do you want your kids to learn to trust in God? Do you want them to put, you want to put a lot of importance about being honest and telling the truth or um, that your family, you know, is going to be service-minded and be helping others and learning to invite people over and sharing your toys and things like that. And then you want to focus on your spiritual growth with your kids. Even in the toddler stage, you can focus on spiritual growth. Um, The advice that I got from lots of people when my kids were toddlers was to use the fruit of the spirit as your rules, as your family rules. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fruit of the spirit is Galatians 5, 22 to 23. And that's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so we would just have those. Well, they had a song in BBS that I, I'm not going to sing for you. (laughs) They had a song where they had memorized those, but they had no idea what they were singing, but they had memorized it. And then we had the list on the fridge of the fruit of the spirit. And sometimes when I'd see them doing something, I'd be like, oh, that was great showing goodness. You were doing that. Or that was good self-discipline. And we kind of talk, we kind of use those words before they understood what those words were. So they could start learning, okay, this is how I'm supposed to act. But we kind of use when they were really little, our, our family rules were uh, very basic. It was just, we're going to follow the fruit of the spirit. And then the other part of creating your family goals were focusing on specific skills that your children need. For example, when I created these, uh, my son was, uh, when I first started these, my son was probably four and my daughter was one, maybe two. Um, And he was going through some major temper tantrums and Mm -hmm. learning how to share and how to apologize. Um, And so we kind of implemented those in our goals as well. Um, And so I can go into more details on the specifics of what our mission statement and our goals are in a minute, but those are the values, the spiritual growth, and the skills that your children need to work on are all things you can do when brainstorming your goals. That's so awesome. I've got a whole bunch of questions going through <laughs> my head about this. Um, and of course, when I say that, I just draw a blank. But uh, let's see, what was I going to say? Do the, <laughs> do the goals that you have and your family okay. mission statement, does it evolve? Like obviously, we change as we get older. Do you change these and mix them up on a yearly basis or how do you go about that? Okay. Well, yes, I do adjust them. The basis, the premise of it stays the same because my values haven't changed. I want my kids to follow the fruit of the spirit, Uh, but the skills my kids need are going to be different. I have a 10 year old son. I don't need to work on temper tantrums, you know? (laughs) Um, So when they were little, um, I wanted to address those things, using their manners, being respectful, making sure they felt loved and secure. And so I typed up our family mission statement because they were little, they couldn't really come up with it. So I typed it up and I put it on the fridge with this fruit of the spirit listed out. And it says, in our family, we are kind. When we mess up, we say, sorry, we help each other. We stay calm and do not yell. And every night ends with hugs and kisses. And so that was very basic. And I typed it up in a piece of paper and I put a picture of our family next to it uh, and it's on our fridge. And then I quizzed them on it all the time. So even when we weren't in conflict, um, I would say in our family, we are, and they'd say kind or 
when we mess up, we say, sorry. So they could memorize little chunks like that because I couldn't read. Um, And then when they did something that I needed them to fix, I might say, all right, what fruit of the spirit should you have practiced after they, we'd been going through those. Um, Or I'd, you know, take them to the paper and say, oh, you should have practiced uh, patience when mommy was talking on the phone. Or um, if we're at the grocery store, um, you can even like go over the here's how we're going to act at the grocery store. We're going to show self-control. We're going to show patience. What does that look like here? Here's what you can do. And then at the end, you get in the car, you can talk about how you did it. So you're kind of teaching when they're very little, you're going to have to teach them constantly what the rules are. You can't just slap them on the fridge and then they're like, okay, got it. You know, obviously you have kids, you understand that. So it's just a kind of, you also want to be talking about it throughout the day when they're not throwing the tantrum or you're not at the store. <laughs> um, and so that when those things happen, that's not what the lesson is. It's the application. Um, but that takes time and that takes patience. Um, but the simpler, the better with littler kids and the older they get, the more you can add on to that. So um, now that we're all, the kids are older, we don't have that chart on the um, fridge anymore like that, but they know I'll even tell my 10 year old, like, which fruit of the spirit should you have practiced, dude? <laughs> you know, we've mm. got this, he understands and he can refer to it. Um, I'll even say, you need to go on your, go calm down and sit on your bed and do some um, practice faithfulness, pray to God right now about what you need help with and things like that. So as they get older, those skills and those goals are staying the same and they're adjusting and they're changing and they're growing and maturing. Um, and then also as they're, as we're older, um, I've added new things that, um, like we're going to write letters to our sponsored child that we have, uh, once a month, or I would like for you to try a new hobby or sport every year and push yourself out of your comfort zone. Or, um, if you do your chores, you're going to earn allowance where I didn't really do that when they were little, um, things like that. And so it's constantly changing and evolving. And the older my kids get, the more they have a say in it, like a simple goal we have for family is we're going to go on vacation twice a year. And now we sit down as family and talk about where, where are we going? Where would you like to go? Or when they were little, they didn't really have a say in that. So um, it's good to adapt. It's good to keep it simple, the younger they are. And then also hold yourself to it too. It's good accountability for myself. Like if I have we're, we say sorry when we mess up. Like I'll actually tell my kids, sorry, mom yelled at you. I, I know that's our rule. We're not yelling. I'm frustrated with you, but I shouldn't have yelled. I'm sorry. So I'm taking myself into accountability onto it as well. And then I'm also ending the night with hugs and kisses or whatever's in our family goals or our contract. Um, and then it helps you fall through on that. You know, you're going to threaten something, make sure you're (laughs) following through on it. So they'll take you more seriously and things like that. So the goal should be something that holds not only your kids accountable, but yourself. And that's where you go back to the being a role model and modeling those things. And then practicing, you know, humility when you don't get it right. It's okay for your kids to see you say, you know, I don't get it right all the time. I'm trying the best I can, but Mm. you know, I'm still a grown up and I still make the rules and all those things. So uh, definitely ad- adjust and adapt, but remember you're still the grown up. They don't get a hundred percent saying <laughs> what those things are. That's so true. I think it's awesome how you were using the fruit of the spirit because 
that's a great reminder for us as well to really Mm -hmm. unpack it and make it applicable to our everyday life. And if your children are anything like mine, my daughter will definitely keep me accountable. So (laughs) (laughs) was that showing... (laughs) Was that showing patience, mum? Like, <laughs> I could totally see that coming my way. But it's good to be accountable to our kids. And I completely agree with you as well, what you were saying, how we need to be humble. And we need to learn how to apologize to our children because we're not perfect. And I don't want to claim to be perfect either. I want. I have a question about creating the mission statement. And I am all for it and we've tried to implement it and sorry we've tried to implement it in our home I want to know is that something you did like obviously you were inspired is that something you created for like with your kids being little you created it or did you get your husband on board as well and if so how did you do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I think I physically wrote the words myself, but it was definitely something that my husband and I had been talking about. Um, We were new parents and we both hold the same values. We want to raise our kids to believe um, in the growing spiritual growth and not just wanting to stay where you are. We want our kids to see, you know, every day we want you to try hard and not give up and be kind and, you know, but we're not perfect and we still love you and there's nothing you could do, you know, all that stuff. We, but we want them to understand that we're the kind of people that want to help other people. And we're the kind of people that aren't going to be so prideful. We can't ever say sorry. And so I think a lot of that, um, well, when they're little, like right now, my son's in middle school and it's just a totally different ball game. And it's not necessarily um, easier one way or the other. It's just different. It's just different trials each way. But when we were coming up with these goals, um, it wasn't that we even labeled it as the word goals, but we were, uh, we were talking about, you know, we see him throwing these tantrums and he was so aggressive when he was three and four. And it was really scary to us. And we were just like, what are we doing wrong? And what do we need to be doing? And just all this confusion and, Uh, insecurity about what we were doing as parents. And um, then you have those people that are like, well, if you don't get it under control, it's just going to look like this 10 times worse when they're 16. (laughs) And so you've got a lot of that, like, I'm he's three, but I need to plan for college right now. And it gets so (laughs) overwhelming. And I just, I want to encourage those moms that yes, you need while I am saying, you know, let look uh, forward at what you want your kids to look like, but also that's just so that you're not going in survival mode, that you're intentional with where you want to hit, but don't get so bogged down that you can't even parent your three-year-old because you're so stressed that you're so you're screwing it up so bad. I mean, give yourself grace. (laughs) Parenting Mm -hmm. is hard and um, every stage is going to have its challenges, but every stage is going to have its things that are awesome about it. And if you are already listening to a podcast like this, trying to disciple your kids, you're already doing something right. You're investing in your parenting. You're growing as a parent. You're learning how to train your kids to turn into adults that are going to be, you know, fully functioning in the world, and delightful to be around. And uh, I think a lot of times we put that pressure on ourselves to create the you know, the end product now. But just remember that all these little baby steps you're taking are adding up. 
and um and I can actually talk to my son right now like we'll joke about it now I'm like oh my goodness when you were little like he'll be like tell me a funny story about when I was little I was like yeah when I would drive and you would take your shoe and throw it at me because you're screaming at me in the car like man I'm glad you're not at that age anymore and he or I'd tell him things he did he's like I did that oh my goodness but it's just like sometimes um trusting in God and having that those um goals for yourself are what's gonna your children are gonna see that they're gonna see that you are being open and honest with them about um, you know, mommy's not perfect, but mommy's still in charge and things like that, or praying in their doorway when they're asleep or reading your Bible in the morning. Like these things are so um, powerful in a way that you don't realize until later you realize that is, that's what came of this. Like that wasn't, you just think you're just screwed it up every day when they're <laughs> where they're so little and as they get older you see okay all that work I put in there it's now paying off or you know or I was too uptight about that I wish I could go back and tell myself calm down everything's fine you know yeah. but none of us will I have now things I'm worried about uh, when he's older or my daughter's older and um, just lean 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 into that peace that God gives you and remember that he knows your kids better than you do um but yeah, in creating these goals, uh, talk to your husband and you don't have to have this rigid meeting, but you know, what do you want? Uh, what's the biggest issue that we need to address with our son or daughter? And, uh, how do you think we can go about that? And like be on board, uh, to talk to one another and lean into your relationship with God. Um, and that will really, really pay off and encourage you in those hard times. That is, that's really awesome with the family goals that you had, how, how many roughly would you say that you had when you first started out? When I first started out, it was just the simple in our family, we are kind. So our goal was, we're going to be kind. Yeah. When we mess up, we say, sorry. So we're going to admit when we're wrong and say, sorry, like these are our goals. And those seem like rules, but when they're that little, those are the goals. Like our goal was, you need to stop your tantrum. You know, you need to stop freaking out every time you need to start sharing with your sister. So instead of don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. It's like we turn them into goals. So even on my um, family goals chart in our family, we are kind, like the word kind is bold. The word help, we help each other. We stay calm. Those are all bold so that I knew this is what our goals are. This is what we're getting into rather than stop throwing tantrum stop interrupting mommy on the phone or whatever it's it was the focus of what do you what does our goal say you're supposed to be kind okay we're supposed to say sorry we're supposed to help so those goals are super simple when they're very little because it's just you know you got to eat your food you got to grow strong you've got to be nice to your sister things like that yeah and as as your kids have gotten older would you say that you've still kept it fairly simple in terms of, you know, you know, the goals, like obviously our kids are different and we have different targets or different things that we want to tackle. But would you say that it's the list or not the, not the to-do list, but the goals have got a a little bit lengthier or, or the goals are, well, the goals are more um, now I'm passing some of them onto them. 
So before it was like, we're all helping each other learn these skills. And okay. now as they get older, it's, you know, when you do the, your, this certain amount of chores, you're going to get this certain amount of allowance. And then we have a, I don't care how much allowance they earn. That's up to them. So they could set their own personal goals. So I say, you want this toy. It costs this amount, much money. This is how many chores you'd have to do. So you okay. decide how fast you want to get that. So that's their kind of goal. But the goal I would assist them on is once uh, a quarter, there's times that we can donate money to our church that children's ministry says, you know, bring in your jars of coins or whatever. And so I always say, I expect you to um, give at those times, but I'm not going to tell you how much to give you get to choose, but that's kind of my goal. Like, remember, we're going to be giving to church this month or in six months. So set a goal for yourself, but I'll kind of prompt them on that. But my seven-year-old, I might give more direction than I would for my 10-year-old, but they're learning more grown-up skills now than they would when they're three. They're learning how to use money to help others and serve others and uh, earn their allowance and spend for things that they want. Um, So in addition to like every night, every Friday night is going to be a family night. Like don't make plans with your friends or things like that. Like those might be goals that I kind of put on them um, because I'm saying you don't really have a choice whether you're doing this, but them to earn the toys that they want, that's their goal that they can choose to do or not, which they do because they're highly motivated by toys. So. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. That's, that's cool. I love the allowance idea as well. Like we do it a little bit differently, but mm-hmm. our daughter is younger as well. But I really like that each task by the sounds of it has a, has an amount, would you say? And so, well, we just, strictly have a sticker chart and when they do a chore they put a sticker on the chart and when they fill up the chart they get their allowance and their allowance is their age times two and it usually takes them a month or four to six weeks to fill up their chart um because it's usually like i think there's like 40 stickers or something like that but i used to do once a month you get your allowance and then they just slack and kind of wait for the clock to tick. So now I'm like, all right, here's your chart. <laughs> and they knew, know that it usually takes, now they've got their accountability because they have to put the sticker on for everyone and they can't get it till their sticker fills up rather than me just say at the end of the month. And so that's another thing we've, we've adjusted as well. When I was little, they had to get like five coins in this little bucket for good behavior. And then they got like, a sweet after dinner or something like that. So I've always had some kind of system when they were earning something, but when they were little, it was about tantrums and now it's older. It's about helping me with chores and things. And so those goals, you know, they change and adjust. And I can also say, you know, I've got somebody needs to wipe the toothpaste out of the sink and somebody needs to take out the trash. Which one would you like since you finished your room first or you ate your dinner first, you know, trying to move that Uh, independence factor into their lives while guiding them at the same time that's awesome so would you say with the allowance at the end of that well not the end of the month at the end of the sticker chart are your children Mm -hmm. roughly getting their allowance at the same time or does it just it's it's dependent on how motivated they are it depends on how motivated they are but I usually usually my son goes really fast 
and my daughter just lags behind. <laughs> and as soon as he hits his sticker chart and gets his money and we order his toy on Amazon or we go to Target or something and she doesn't get to get one, it's like all of a sudden she's like, get, just tell me anything I can do to clean and she'll get them all really <laughs> fast after that. And then, you know, it's kind of like that competition, but that helps when you have more than one kid. But I do find that they kind of go back and forth with each other on, well, I've got more stickers than you do. I have more stickers than you do, <laughs> but it's like a healthy competition. Which is good. That's That works to your advantage, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the family goals, I just had one other question. How... Obviously, our kids, when they're younger, it's going to be driven a lot by us because we know what we want them to tackle. How, at what age roughly would you say that you started bringing your children more on board in the process? Um, let's see. It's just been little things over the years. It hasn't been real formal. Um I feel like sometimes my daughter's ready for things that my son wasn't ready for at that age, or my son was ready for things that my daughter isn't ready for. And so it was just kind of um, going with what feels right. I know that's kind of a lame answer, but <laughs> no. um, I think it's just what I think the point is you just have to know your kids. Um, and every kid is different. Everybody has different kids. Even in their own family, the kids are different. Oh, yeah. Um, and so when I see there's something that my daughter needs to work on, like uh, she went through like her kindergarten year, she started lying about everything all the time. And mm -hmm. I think my son did that too in kindergarten, maybe first grade or something. But I saw, I knew it was a phase. I knew it was, it was going to pass, but it still needed to be addressed. And so it would be, you know, we can't trust you if you don't do this. And so we have this lesson of you're really restricted right now because uh, we're trying to teach you this skill. And so you're not going to have as much freedom to um, do the things you want to do. And so it was kind of like now all of a sudden we've given you this goal and you're, you, you don't have a choice whether you're going to do it. You're not going to lie or you can't have your stuffed animals or you can't have, you know, your back rub at night or something. We're just going to give hugs and hugs and kisses and go out like whatever her thing was um, where my son would be like, whatever, as long as I get my video games, but you have to take <laughs> his video games and things like that. So it's all, all about knowing your kids and what they need and what they respond to. Um, it, it's really kind of nitpicky when you get into that, but definitely, um, in the elementary years was, I wouldn't, I didn't really start before them letting them pick their own goals uh, until elementary school years, like second, third grade, I would say, well, my daughter's in first, so first grade, I guess. Um, but the younger they are, the more you've kind of like, they don't even really know what a goal is, but definitely my son, like writing is in his agenda. These are the grades I want to make those kind of things, or I want to join these clubs. Um, as they get older, they start saying, hey, because you've used that terminology, you know, I've got a goal for this, I've got a goal for this, or I say, you should set a goal for this. And he's learning those things on his own. But right now, it's not really something my daughter kind of approaches me with, I more suggest it to her. So I'm trying to train her into creating her own goals, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. I love that how you've got these goals as a family. But as your children have 
gotten older and matured, they've kind of taken those honors themselves and, okay, well, we know what a goal is now and this is what I'm going to do in my own life. And I think that's really cool because that's the aim of the game, really. I mean, with discipling our kids, we can do all we can to equip them and to teach them about Jesus. But at the end of the day, they've got to choose for themselves, don't they? And this is the thing as well with goal setting, you know, we can model to them, but at the end of the day, we want them to be able to do it themselves too. So this can evolve and they can do this with their family and it can continue down the generations. So that must be really encouraging to see your son's 10, right? Yeah. So to see your 10 year old or even earlier to say, Hey, I've, I've got a goal about this and, that must be really encouraging to go, okay, well, we're doing something right there. <laughs> well, that too, and like discerning his friendships and really um, so uh, pushing the friendships that you see are healthy. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll, let's invite him over. He can spend the <laughs> night or we can get together. Like you see those kids that they've started to grow up with. Now, my daughter, I'm still trying to figure that out. Who are the kids that, you know, are the ones that, I want her to be friends with, and it's not about manipulating, but it's about cultivating those positive influences and those healthy friendships in their life. So, you know, they've got a healthy competition of, oh, I made a 97 in math. I made a 98. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. This friendship is great for him, you know? And so he's uh, wanting to do better because he sees that friendship. He sees that person valuing that too. So that's something where you as a parent behind the scenes to monitoring who you're kids are friends with especially at a young age to see you know be that involved parent be the one that goes to uh, the sports and gets to know their friends or the church youth group and things like that so that you can kind of help them um, because it, it life we all know life is very difficult um, to kind of figure out as teenagers and things like that so the earlier uh, you can equip them with you know guiding them on uh what God wants for them in their lives by using things like the fruit of the spirit, the, the more apt they'll be to be able to discern those things as they get older. Yeah, I completely agree. So I think you did touch on this a little bit, but what would you say to the listener who would love to implement some family goals, but doesn't quite know where to start? Yeah. Um, well, for little kids, I've said a couple of times, but keep it very simple. Yeah. Um, and when the kids are, you know, struggling with something, just as few words as possible, very basic, because they're really only going to pay attention to the first sentence. <laughs> After that, they, you've lost them. You've lost. So keep it very simple. And um, if you are interested in the family goals that I went over, I've actually got a free family goals poster that has all that stuff on it. And it's even got a spot in the middle. Your kids can draw the family picture. You can like tape a family picture in the middle. Um, but I've got a printable library on my website that is free for subscribers and that page is in there as well. And then uh, besides keeping it simple, um, use the fruit of the spirit. Like I said, in Galatians 5, 22 to 23 to guide your family rules and then make sure to point out times in the day when your kids are following those um, start off pointing out, Oh, that was, that was great self-control instead of, you should have used self-control. Like when you're first getting started, point out when they are doing it and try to kind of, unless it's a huge deal, try to ignore the times they're messing up and just really get positive on that. So they're really like excited about it and they're learning. Um, 
And then also in my printable library, I've got, well, in my shop, I have a fruit of the spirit workbook for kids, but in my printable library, I've got a free sample for it. Like the first week of it, you can check out there as well. And that, that is just kind of for those moms out there going, okay, this is the first time I'm hearing about fruit of the spirit, or I don't understand how I'm supposed to teach my kids faithfulness or things like that. Um, I've got, since I used to be an elementary school teacher, I've got um, all these simple activities for the kids in a workbook setting that you can print out and you just would buy it once and you could print it for all your kids. Um, but they would, each skill would talk about a Bible story lesson, a journaling or drawing if they can't write yet, um, a scripture to memorize. And I've even got tips in there on if the kids can't read, how to use hand gestures and things like that. And then a choice board, choice board with activities to help practice each skill. But um, those two steps are keep it simple and use the fruit of the spirit are right. Best ways to start on that. That is so inspiring. I have, oh, okay. I definitely know what I'm <laughs> going to be doing and where I'm going to be going. <laughs> all those, all of Amy's details will be linked in the description because those are going to be key. And that that's so cool. I mean, I'm all about keeping it simple here as well because when you think of goals and things like that, it can it can seem a bit daunting and overwhelming, but it really yeah. is about keeping it simple, especially with our little ones, because you're so right. Mm-hmm. They can only take in so much, but <laughs> you've just made the process even simpler by really just stepping a, a newbie or through the whole process. And that's really encouraging and yeah, it's so awesome to have these tools at our fingertips because really, you know, these things are great for our families and we kind of need to be making the time to do these things because, yeah, I think sometimes we prioritize other things that in the grand scheme of things aren't that important. But I would definitely say that goals or creating a family mission statement is super important because I love that verse in I think it's in Proverbs and without vision, the people perish and we really do need to have a vision for where our kids are going or where we want them to be in the end, you know, at the very end and how we, what are we going to do in the meantime to work towards that? It's super important. Yes. And it also emphasizes that that's what we believe in is the hope of one day we'll be able to make things all right and be with Jesus and, and so it's almost like our goal, our hope is our goal. And so if these things, these kids can have the foresight to see things can be better than they are right now. And this is, you know, where I went ahead and this is where um, I want to be that can kind of translate into their Christian walk as well. Yeah, I completely agree. So would you be able to tell the listeners where they can find more about you? Absolutely. It's uh, my website is amycenter.com and that's A-M-Y center, S-E-N-T-E-R.com. And if you go to my subscribe page, so amycenter.com forward slash subscribe, uh, that'll hook you up with everything I talked about. It'll go straight to your email. Um, you get access to my entire printable library for free with that family goals poster and the sample of the fruit of the spirit workbook. And if you do go to decide to go buy that, it even We'll send you an email discount for the shop in there. And then if you're an Instagrammer like Deb, I am at Center Amy, S-E-N-T-E-R-A-M-Y. 
That's so cool. Thank you so much for joining me today. With Thank you your, for having me. Your wealth of knowledge. Um, I <laughs> definitely know that that's something that I would love to implement in our family. Maybe not so much with our newborn, <laughs> but definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely with our six-year-old, I think. And I would love to hear what she actually has to say because what she thinks she needs to work on and what I think she needs to work on, it's going to be interesting to see if <laughs> those marry up. <laughs> yes you've got it mama (laughs) well thank you so much and yeah I hope to thank you I hope to get those resources and implement those in our home awesome thank you so much thanks for listening to mama's mission if you liked what you heard please leave a review thanks guys Hey mama, I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed mama.